This is Midnight Downloads. A podcast exploring our current realities from a spiritual lens through stories, experience, loss, and love. And we're your hosts, Tanya Garrett and Ashley Warning. Welcome back to another episode of Midnight Downloads. I'm Tanya. And I'm Ashley. And we're here back with a great episode here, continuing in on the theme of connection. This week we're talking about connection to community. Yes, I'm excited about this topic and we're going to, yeah, just jump in and talk about like what community means to us and how it's really an always a ever evolving thing, I personally think. Yeah, last week we focused in on connecting to yourself and then naturally the other end of that is connecting to community and how that is so important, I think, to just self-care, well-being, and well-roundedness. So we are just going to have an open discussion. We've got a couple of topics to cover, and we hope you enjoy. Yeah, let's get in. I think that is perfect already, what you said, honestly, because I even talked about that a little bit in our last week's episode, Connection to Self, where like I think my connections to other people 100% affect my connection to self in like a good way, a great way. Mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, I honestly had to learn, I, I know you wanted to mention this, how important community is just through experience, you know, just mm-hmm. you ever feel like when you find your person, you find your friends, it doesn't really matter what you're doing. You just have so much fun or you just get so much energy. I think that's just that power of being around the people that help support you and light you up. And um, it can really, I think, have a profound impact on your well-being, you know? Oh, absolutely. Like, even like me and me, I feel like a lot of our conversations end up being like like two-hour phone calls because we get in to like talk about like something really random and we don't even realize it. Like, even just before this, like we talked like 40 minutes just about like life in general and whatever, but like it didn't even really seem like it because we're just hanging out and connecting. Yeah, And I think the beautiful thing about it, like, I know some people might be like, well, what's community? Mm -hmm. Like breaking that down, the beautiful thing is community can be so many things, you know. Um, Most of us, like you mentioned, um, remember community from our family, our immediate family and support system. But a community can be just your best friend. It can be, you know, when you have your hobbies, the people that help you. Um, support your hobby or grow it's just kind of like your people um yeah, and- I think it might be like your like your neighborhood people like mm-hmm. the lady I see every day at like the corner store or Walgreens or like whatever and like you're building that small little rapport and especially if you're like in a new ha- neighborhood or a big city like Chicago like those little relationships because my family was in another state like meant a lot because it's like oh I feel like this is my neighborhood this is my place I know this person here if I sit at the park I'll you know like three of the guys wave at me that sit in the park every single day because they started to like recognize my face and little things like that really matter and make you feel safe and even I think our generation I talk about this all the time we're we're millennials and um um I think with us like we were kind of taught like to be a little distant. And I think America's like that in general, truly, like we're very individual. And so coming together, just that's why things happen for the collective Mm -hmm. because collectively we're all going through this because we're supposed to talk about it and we're supposed to share. And like, I feel like we were so like anti-neighbor and like everybody's in our business and stuff. 
But my grandma's neighbor, I love her so much. And they're like little rapport they have. They like look out for each other. I had like a bunch of packages came and like she texts my grandma like there's a bunch of packages on there. We kind of live in the hood. So you just got to like watch out a bit, you know, like those little nice things like really change and impact. Like I was at the neighbor's house this morning. I I smoked cleansed her house for her this morning. Oh, that's so sweet. And I think that's really important too to see different settings because, you know, um, having that community, like, especially like in the city, sometimes you don't get that. Like I've been in an apartment building for years and I might not know my neighbor, you know, mm-hmm. I think those connections are really important because, um, someone might steal your packages, you know, or, uh, you know, and it's also, I think like that sense of safety and sense of support, you have that extra support there just by getting to know a person. And I think I've noticed from the pandemic, before the pandemic, most of the community I've had is in-person focused, like you said, a neighbor, um, or I used to actually, back in the day, I used to actually really be into, and I still am into like stories, like maybe telling ghost stories, or like there was a ghost podcast where people would write in their really cool stories. And um, just finding a group of people who liked storytelling and telling those types, finding, you know, people who have that similar interest that that really resonated with me. I felt like a sense of belonging. But when the pod, when the podcast, when the pandemic happened, it kind of cut us off from a physical connection. And I feel like it was all social. We were all over the internet, which is fine. mm -hmm. And I was able to find community over the internet of just like, you know, from ICU Wellness, the group of amazing people. Um, That's really how we met through the community. internet. Yeah, so community can be in person or it can be online, but it's really like finding your support system um, or finding the group of people who are going to help support you, you know, sometimes give you that tough love in a very supportive way. Like, let's just say when you need that constructive criticism, but only when it is genuinely constructive criticism, you know, mm-hmm. or when you just need support or suggestions or people giving you your flowers, you know, seeing the work that you've done. Um, it can really just, it's, it's been, I think for me, um, a game changer. Yeah. Well, yeah. A hundred percent. When you really let yourself connect and kind of when you also get to choose because growing up, you know, again, your community is your family, your school, like these places, your, these institutions that you're put in and have to work around. So like naturally you're gonna, you know, make friends in school and like your work. And for me, it was like that. Like I always had like work friends and stuff and, and like the restaurant industry in Chicago, like is really a tight knit community too. Cause you can like go to different bars and restaurants and you know, everybody and it's, mm-hmm. so it's all kind of like, how do you want to build community? But I think that's why it's important to like be open and also letting that change yeah. and evolve. Like it's amazing to have day ones, but what about mm-hmm. your day twos? Like your day twos yeah. are just as important because again, your day ones are like probably like your cousins, your, your, your schoolmates and stuff that you've had and love them. But like, what about the day twos that you made in college and now in your thirties and like me being in my thirties, I do find it hard being in a different city. Now it is harder to like build that community. And it's just having enough courage to put myself out there to be like, yeah, of course I want friends and connection and da 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 da. And like, and, and like not it just be in like a what's in it for me thing. It's like, no, I have a lot to bring to the table. I'm a great friend. Like Mm -hmm. how do we connect? I think that's a great point because we may have multiple communities that we really are connected to, 
because like we mentioned in previous episodes, as we're connecting more to self, we change, you know, what we need, what we identify with, what resonates for us changes with time. And so there's, like you said, your day ones who you always have that connection, but maybe you've grown since then and you need more support or just different experiences, new experiences. And it really is important (laughs) to find your group of people. And I agree with you too, me being in my late thirties, how it just gets harder in person, finding new friends or finding Mm -hmm. new community and without feeling like a weirdo, you know? Uh And I, I personally, it was so funny. I was telling my husband, a lot of my really close friends have moved out of state. And so I thought, you know, I just, I don't have a community or I just don't. And he said, yeah, you do. You have a big community and you have to think of it in a different way. And that's when I thought of like, I have a strong support system online or I have strong, great friends who live in different states. And it's kind of just like taking care of plants. Or I think sometimes for me, I used to focus on romantic relationships being really important and they are really important, but so is your familial relationship and your friendship relationship. They, they need to be watered just as much, you know, and, um, I think you mentioned it, like sometimes it can be uncomfortable putting yourself out there to make new friends, but maybe it's in that, that area of uncomfort where we grow, you know, where we take a chance, you know, I had a friend recently have a birthday party that I hadn't hung out with for a while. And, um, it's so funny because it was later in the day. I was like, I don't know if I should go. It's late. And I thought, why not? I can go. And I ended up going and meeting a new person there who was just so sweet. And we just made a new friend. And it was like, look, if I hadn't put myself out there and taken the chance, because you know how sometimes, you know, I feel like us in our 30s, we can get very comfortable. You know, we Mm -hmm. run our errands and then it's late. It's like, let's just relax inside. And that is great. But sometimes, you know, it's good to go out. out the house. You get it. It's hard. Especially after the pandemic and like all of that stuff. Like, I think it was hard before, but even after that stuff, it's like. Mm -hmm. And I feel so grateful that I did because I was able to meet some amazing people and also have an opportunity just to have a new experience, you know? And um, sometimes it can be, I think we get, we get comfortable in our habits. Mm-hmm. and shaking it up and like for me we danced you know like there was great music and just doing I haven't you know gone dancing in a long time and I thought wow I really needed that medicine you know and so it's kind of helpful mm-hmm. to see what you need when you kind of put yourself out there yeah oh I love that well yeah when you're just like I'm just gonna go and have fun like mm-hmm. when I just show up and see what happens um so there's a podcast I've been listening to we'll put it mm-hmm. down below but it's called how to talk to people and I just listened to an episode last week that was, what do we owe our friends? And they talk about like fr- adult friendships a lot on this podcast. So it's, it's really good if you kind of want to explore that topic a little yeah. bit more. Oh, that's great. I'm definitely going to look, look at that because mm-hmm. it's so true. I think, you know, for a lot of us, we've met our close friends. Like you mentioned, family, you're just born into it. You know, as we become adults, we get to choose our chosen family, but like, your immediate family, it's kind of like they're there. Your friends that you develop in school, it's like also, it's just you have to go there every day. So I think um, I'm definitely going to check that out and see. Be helpful. 
yeah no i i like that they're i like the girls that talk they're they're really good there was something else i wanted to say i don't know if i remember it will pop back up yeah and so i think you were mentioning we before we hopped in about how in our Mm. culture it's really easy to kind of not think about how important community is or to really focus on the individual and i think individualism is very important too but i i think a lot of people well i'm just i can only speak for myself we go through this journey of actually witnessing how important community is mm-hmm. just from the opposite you know um i know a lot of different cultures they grow up where you may have multiple generations in the household so you do have that wisdom of the elders you know you do have kind of like that concept of the whole family helping raise the little ones um and there i think you develop a stronger sense of community but I remember growing up and um, my family, I had some family that was close, but I didn't have multiple generations in the household. And I remember uh, my neighbors kind of being my best friends and my first kind of like community members. And um, I just remember I had a, a neighbor, shout out to Nico if you ever listen. He loved playing basketball. And I, um, you know, I, I think I wanted to play like with my dolls or I wanted to play teacher or, you know, something with like imagination, like, you know, you could think about that. And like, we had a great compromise. Like I remember t- he would teach me how to play basketball and I would teach him, I think, you know, I think we had like that, remember that kitchenette where you could pretend cook, you had the mm-hmm, whole mm-hmm. food and all that stuff. And it's so funny because I think I got my exposure to kind of sports that way, you know, um, but I think it's really great to learn as we get older and all the other cultures and embrace like how important community is to our well-being and in, in actually helping us process our emotions, feel our emotions, be able to witness certain things. You know, um, we think about, I know we've mentioned it, um, in other episodes with rituals, but like specific community rituals that we see every day um, that we don't think of, but communities like some are very happy, like weddings, showers. Mm-hmm. Some help us grieve, like funerals, you know, or if someone's having a hard time and they need, they call them interventions, but I think like support groups, you know, those are certain things we've noticed in our society, even though it's focused on individualism, that, that, that need for community still seeps through and it shows how important it is. Yeah, like something happens and like everybody kind of shows up and rallies and stuff. I I think that's important, but I also think it would have been an easier experience if we were already kind of rallying around anyways and already mm-hmm. had the community tucked in there. I I didn't grow up in like a multi-generational home, but kind of like my family lived growing up lived 5 minutes away from each other and I did not go a day without seeing growing up without seeing another family member and I don't mean like my mom my brothers that I lived with like seeing like my grandmas my aunts my uncles like we were just so like we had family dinner every single Tuesday everybody came if you had a friend with you that week you brought the friend like it was yeah like it was very close-knit every single week like when I first started working like in high school I worked at the mall and like I didn't work Tuesdays because I went to family dinner Mm-hmm. And that's just like what what it was. So I've always had like I've always been very, very lucky to be so close to my grandma and kind of have like that wisdom and that knowledge from her. But also 
go out and have fun and her support that and stuff. Mm-hmm. And oh, I love that connection. There's like so much wisdom there too and trust. And you, you know, you remember that. I think it's super, super important. Um, yeah. I know for our family, we have um, some traditions where um, one of my cousins just started it. Man, I can't even remember. Um, yeah, maybe it was like 15 years ago, 10 years ago, where she'd do an annual Christmas party. And it's so much fun. And it's one of those things where it's like kind of like a ritual where all of the family members we might not have seen in a couple of months or sometimes even that whole year, we get together, we catch up. She makes these amazing cookies. And it's so funny because I will like try to balance out and not have as much sugar before because I load up, like she makes enough for everyone to have a ton of cookies. And like, I remember that, you know, and I remember. Mm -hmm. And it's special. And and then you even think about stuff like that, like little memories when we were like little kids, like you can even like get the smell of the cookies in the room and like all of that stuff. That's like so important to our core memories. Mm -hmm. And I wonder too, I think, I know we talked about this a little bit, um, even like the power of doing a book club, but like, you ever mm-hmm. notice like when there's something you need support with, um, the example I can think of right now, we're doing the artist way, with just really supporting the inner artist within us. Um, it, it's something that's exciting, but I think when you have a group of people who are supporting you or behind you in that particular goal that you have, I, I don't know why, but I feel like there's like a little more energy and magic into helping 100%. commuted, commuted, committed. That's what I meant to say. Um, We're holding each other accountable, you know, mm-hmm. like even with this, like, I don't know if I would show up every week if it, I didn't have you to be like, okay, we're, we're talking about this. And like, yes, I'm very much excited, mm-hmm. but it's just a lot easier when you kind of have like an accountability buddy. Yeah. I think there's something too, like for, for me, I noticed like just knowing like someone's going through the same experience with you, whether you're having fun with it or whether there's a challenge, you can kind of talk about any challenge you have with that person. They can give you a different perspective, you know? Um, um, I, I, I've noticed I've been sticking through with this because the whole thing with art with me, um, it's, it's so funny. I'm learning how much more important it is to me, but how it wasn't seen as something that could be important when I was growing up. And I feel like I'm emboldened now to kind of set that boundary and dedicate that time because I have that group support system. Yeah, no, I honestly, I love seeing you through this journey and not even just through the book club, but like your whole creative journey um, has been really cool for me to just honestly just be a witness to. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, Yeah, no, I'm serious though. Um, But also with the book club, the person who organized it even said like this was their like second or third attempt with it. And they, and they really thought that, what was going to be the difference was the community aspect of it. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. To like hold us together and like really get it going. Mm-hmm. I was even thinking, I mean, just personally for me, you know, when we were talking about the embodying abundance uh, class that we both took, when mm-hmm. I took it, um, there was a community and they were very supportive, but you know, connection wise, I didn't know many of them. And personally, I guess I should take accountability because I feel like I could have engaged more to mm-hmm. kind of be involved, but I think I might even, you know, when we talk about challenges or thinking about it in the future, think about certain practices, just the embodying abundance or practicing abundance as an example. It could be just like, you know, eating healthier or, um, 
you know, maybe trying to go outside and, you know, nature a little more. But I think I might try these things with the goal of having a support system of a community to do it with a group of people Mm -hmm. like, Hey, do you want to take a walk (laughs) outside, especially with fall or, you know, I think that, you know, it's the idea that kind of pops up in my mind when I think of community is like, um, lighthouses, you know, when you're trying to see your way sometimes and you're the only light shining, you can see a little bit, but it's, it's, it's a lot darker. But when there's a group of people shining on that particular topic, it's very bright and it's easier for you to see your way and see your path to where you're going. Um, And and I think that's how I think of community in general with anything, you know. Mm -hmm. And I know we talked about what community is. I kind of want to talk about, too, what community isn't, you know, Um, because, you know, we've had I've had friends or support groups in the past who maybe have said things that they thought were supportive, but weren't, you know, Mm -hmm. or if you've ever had a group of people where you're telling them your ideas and they, I mean, out of love, maybe like, you know, that's ridiculous. That's not your community. You know what I mean? Like a hundred percent. Cause even somebody, my aunt told me one of my favorite things recently, like last year, she said, you know, I don't understand. And it, for me, it felt very powerful coming from her. She was like, you know, I don't know, really even know what you're talking about. And I really don't understand. But I love you. And I and I just want to listen to you and make you feel better. So I'll listen to you. And then if you want, we can like go on a walk or do whatever. Like she had a couple things like lined up that we could do. But it was like, I don't really get it. But I'm just going to listen to you. Mm-hmm. And like, and, and it can be like that's your context where you're, she's uh, definitely part of like the family community, but like, is she your chosen family or in the inner circle? You know? Right. And it was a situation like, I know if I were to like called you, you would have understood where I was coming from and whatever. It was just like in the moment there. But, and I think that was kind of like the difference how you were saying like, that's not your community. But like, she was, she really was like being open and being like, yeah, I don't really get it. But like, mm-hmm. and I feel like it might have been something, I don't even remember the subject, but it was just the fact that she was open enough to like say that and not like clown me or something, you know? Oh, that is loving. Yeah. And I and think that's not the place to like make fun of your friends and family and stuff for sure, uh, you mm-hmm. know, but with love, obviously. And like, things gotta be playful. Yeah. And I think there's just certain degrees of support, you know? And we, we, we've talked about it again, like with this concept of feeling expansive versus contracting, you know, like if you are consistently around a group of people and when you leave, you feel energized, you feel inspired, chances are that's a great community for you to have. Mm -hmm. But if you ever go and you feel like, man, maybe they made fun of me or I feel small or I want to shine my light. And that's really not a group of support what you need, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes it's not even intentionally to be, to have malice or to be negative. I think sometimes when some people have limited beliefs, they can't see your vision. Mm-hmm. And just because they can't see it doesn't mean it's not possible. It's just a limitation they have that they unfortunately aren't able to share that vision with you. And so it's, it's I think too, it's just to be mindful, like you mentioned, like, I have certain groups where like, I feel like with my immediate family, we have like great dinners, great conversation, but I may not talk to them. Like you said, like, you know, maybe about tarot or some of the yoga concepts and exactly, you know, it's not that they don't care. They're coming from a loving place, but 
it's just maybe not their cup of tea, you know, it's just not for them. And so, um, I think it's really important to be mindful too, because having that supportive community is important, but it can be just as detrimental when you have a group that you think is your community and they are not your ride or dies. They are not in your corner <laughs> for whatever reason. I think that's mm-hmm. really mindful of too. No, I, I agree a hundred percent. Do you want to talk about the third place thing I was telling you about? Yes. Yes. Okay. So I don't even, I might've heard this like on the internet somewhere. And, but then I've seen, um, I hang out at the library a lot. That's probably one of my third places and I'll explain oh, the whole breakdown of it. But um, I seen a book about it at the library and it's um, it was on hold, like it was on like back order, but I have it on hold. So when I read it, maybe I'll like come back and talk about it a little bit, but it's just the concept of like, humans and society we need like a third place so we have like our first two places being home and then our second place being work or school and now for a lot of us uh that's the same location so that even makes it like that even like makes it a little harder and then your third place is just like different community spots that you're going out all the time again it could be libraries it could be bars even it could be parks um things like that where you're like out in the world and you're meeting people and like I was when I was talking about Chicago like the park was one of mine and I started to recognize people and like that made me feel safe because I knew if something happened like maybe they're not gonna like get involved but they're gonna like see me and know to look for me type of thing you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um so yeah those are and like for kids a lot of times like the mall especially with our generation and like before it's kind of a dying practice now but malls were like huge and that was definitely were you a mall girl Yes, the mall was definitely my third place. And it has mm-hmm. been an issue. I was a mall girl. Yes. I worked there. I like, I worked too much. Like I definitely, like someone should have called child labor laws on them, but that's here nor there. <laughs> um, I was in there way too much. I was like opening and closing stores when I shouldn't have been. But I was at the mall. Like you could catch me at the mall. The, like I knew all the little spots to hang out. Like, yes, it, I definitely was a mall person because like and the funny thing is I would have so much fun I maybe mm-hmm. had 20 bucks or something like you know enough yeah, for didn't even imagine. you could literally go with like ten dollars because you're like gonna get a hang get a drink and hang out at the food court anyways yes. and you know you're you're excited because you might hang out with your friends you might make new friends you might see a movie I definitely different schools yes many Saturdays <laughs> Mayfair Mall I remember and I think like Mm. every Saturday would be a little different where I'd have you know maybe I'd meet a friend there or maybe I'd go look at some books or you know find a new outfit and it definitely was my third place you're right it was a social center where you go there knowing you're gonna find your community Mm. having some fun um for teenagers that's a huge third place and I don't really know what kids are doing now because that's not really like the same Mm -hmm. so it's just like another thing where it's like harder to find community but yeah third places are really important Mm -hmm. and I think that you know I think we even mentioned um I have to look it up and see but I'm not sure so don't quote me listeners but I think it might be in Iceland they have this new they have a third place concept where it's not exactly a bar but it's kind they do serve alcohol there but the thought is just to have somewhere where the community can go after dinner or something like that to maybe listen to music they have poetry they have books there where people would go and read but just to be you know around other people um they had games there it was just a local spot you know 
Um, yeah, where it's like, where it's like, I, you know, like a coffee shop, you can hang out longer than like a restaurant or stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's like where you don't feel like a burden and they're trying to kick you out because you're like, oh, you got to get your next table and your next money. So it's like mm-hmm. lawns, libraries, community centers, parks, churches, gyms, bars. But it should, I mean, I think they should be free to to a certain extent. Like, I feel like you should be able to go and like hang out with people without having to like spend mm-hmm. a bunch of money. I definitely think the cafe for me now as an adult has been my third place where, because, because mm-hmm. I haven't been going out in the evenings as much as I used to, but it's definitely like, you know, during brunch time or, you know, in the afternoons where you might go meet someone, maybe I might read a book and run into some friends there. But I agree with you. We definitely need more third places. And I definitely think the concept is important because it kind of brings in that spontaneity. You know, you don't have to plan a brunch or something. It's just like, this is a safe spot. I know that my people are going to be there or the people that go there might potentially be my new people mm-hmm. because they like the same things or have similar interests, you know, or at um, least feel safe there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I definitely agree with that. So I'm going to check that out and even think about that more to see if there's some concepts like that in Chicago, you know, yeah, and I think it's just about, like, creating, like, mm-hmm. yeah, that connection and be, even being open. Because also, like, you can, like, I go to the library, but do I talk to ever, anybody there? No, I get my book and I get get got. Yeah. You know, like, I even did, like, a, a community, like, tarot thing. There was, at, like, a local coffee shop. And, like, we talked and stuff, but, like, I don't know if I made enough of, like, yeah effort. So, but um, also that podcast I talked about, they talk a lot about that, too. Oh, okay. I'm going to check that Mm -hmm. out. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Well, I think we, you know, we talked about connection to community and getting back and having that support system there. So I think we wanted to kind of mention, we mentioned in the last episode, how getting back to connection to self and how connection to self is related to connection to community. They're all intertwined, you know, Um, but just doing a practice to kind of help you come back to self. We want to talk about what we're planning on doing because we want to reach out to community and have that support system for our goals. Um, and, and it's really kind of like, you know, we make our own rules on what this will be. Um, for me, Yeah, listen to your body. Yeah, listen to your body. Like, we're going to talk about what we plan on doing as a practice, a ritual for ourselves to connect back to self. We'd love to hear what you're thinking of and we may give some ideas, but really you get to make it your own. So like for me, for example... I'm planning on doing um, a meditation. I'll be honest, I'm going to be leaning into intuition on how long it needs to be. I'm going to try it for at least a week, but we'll see if I kind of keep going with it. But the meditation is going to focus on vibration and sound, specifically relating to the chakras. So I'm going to kind of each day spend a little time with each chakra and the resonating sound. um, We call it the bija mantra. And if you learn about yoga or even studying through Hinduism, bija means seed. It's kind of like a seed sound um, that helps with frequency to help balance out the chakras. So um, I'll be doing that for the week. And we plan on when we kind of meet next, we're going to have this open check back. How about you, Ashley? Okay, first, I can't wait to hear your experience with that. She sent me the video and I thought about it, but I think I keep going back and forth between two things. So I think I want to do like a free flow. I don't even want to call it like a yoga 
flow, but I just want to like stand on my yoga mat for 10 minutes and let my body lead. And that might even be, I'm in the same pose for 10 minutes. That might be just shaking my shoulders or something for 10 minutes, but just letting my body say, you're the boss. What movement do you need for 10 minutes? Um, And then also the one I'm kind of flirting with is a practice me and Tanya did. And I might just add it on because I am, I've talked about this a lot on the pod recently, but I'm starting a, um, I'm in an art competition for two and a half weeks, three weeks almost. So I want to take care of my voice and my throat chakra and all of that. So I might do, what is it called? She's the one that put me on. Yeah. It's, it's, they're, they're Bija mantras. They're kind of like. The one that I want to do. Yeah. It's 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 a, it's a pranayama practice. It's a pra- we'll put it in the notes. We'll put it in the notes in case you want to do it. But yeah, so I'm thinking about that as well. That was just like a nice one to kind of come like center with your throat and like sit with those. You're kind of like blocking everything off, right? I feel like you mm-hmm. can explain this better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the thought is to cut off all of your senses and use your voice as a way to kind of, um, uh, I should say align the frequency of your chakra your throat chakra with you know what's what's aligned for what you need yes thank you for explaining that yes. and that's so funny people if you know more let us know because we're learning as we go yes but I think that's a great point that you brought up like having there's a lot of tools that we could have it doesn't have to be just one and like she mentioned well we're, I don't want to cut you off though but like if it switches, I feel like that's good. I feel like we have to listen to our bodies, you know? No, that's that's a great point. And I wanted, I wrote a couple things down on a list and I just um, want to read them off. Just maybe you, maybe to inspire people, think about whatever. Um, like I said, I'm going to do like the free flow for 10 minutes. I thought about um, pulling a card and then, but for my own energy, like this card is about my energy today. And then maybe do a journal prompt after Um, Me and Tony have talked about this a little bit on here, but like how we feel better with our morning routines and our night routines. And that's something Mm -hmm. we're kind of working on and building our night routines. So I thought maybe something with my night routine, um, like uh, yoga nidra or something, or just more focus on the night routine in general. But we want to hear from you guys. So like DM us on Instagram and like tell us what's going on. We might take a little bit of a break so I can like focus on the meditations that I'm doing for this competition but we might jump. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we might jump back. But just like she said, make it your own. It can be as long as you want or as short. We will report back on how it went, how we felt, if we feel mm-hmm. more connected. And we'd love to hear about your experience as well. Yes. So I feel good. I feel good. Yeah. yeah. So I think we're going to call it for today. We hope you all have a great day and we'll see you next time. Bye.